0: Here are your hosts, Daniel and Golnaz. Hi everyone, this is Daniel.
2: And this is Golnaz.
0: We're happy to welcome you to the first episode of our podcast, which is all about our stories.
2: Today, we want to start with telling you a little bit about ourselves and our journeys as teachers. So, Daniel, why don't you start by telling our audience a little about yourself, your background, and, you know, how it all started for you.
0: Yes, certainly. Um, So I've been teaching English now for about 10 years, um, which, wow, it just seems like it was yesterday. So back in 2011, I made a decision to um, move to South Korea to teach English on the government EPIC program. I thought I'll go for one year, I'll see how it is, I'll travel, I'll explore, I'll see the world. Um, That one year turned into two years and that turned into four years and it was a wonderful four years and I really learned so much um, as an English teacher. Um, During that time I also managed to Uh, started my master's degree uh, and then in 2015 I moved back to the UK to pursue a teaching license at PGC uh, which I completed and then in 2017 I made the move to Canada and now I'm currently working as a university teacher teaching English, teaching ESL, teaching writing and a lot more besides that Um, so yeah that's how it all started for me how about with you?
2: That's a brilliant story. Thank you for sharing that. For me, um, you know, uh, first of all, I struggled a lot with learning English at first when I was a child. And uh, I used to hate English at first. And then uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, I met this teacher who had a totally different approach to teaching. She was An awesome teacher and she made me interested in she was a great inspiration and she made me interested in learning English and at that day I decided that I wanted to be to take steps in her shoes I wanted to be that person who um you know, makes a difference in somebody else's life. So I started teaching when I was around 17 years old and uh, without having any certification or anything, but I just got trained for about a year. I worked in Iran for about seven years. And then I decided that I wanted to go for more, so I decided to move to Turkey, do my CELTA, and then I worked there for a year, and then I decided that I wanted more, and then I decided to move to Canada and start doing a master's degree and also continue with teaching.
0: Wonderful, yes. It's quite a journey that we've both been on, and I think it just goes to show the power of a good teacher because just like you, when I was quite young, know, teachers were what inspired me to become a teacher. And I think that's great. You know, as teachers now, we can be really positive role models. And hopefully for anyone who's thinking about becoming a teacher or is already um, teaching, you know, you really have that power to help students and to give them really useful skills and tools and, you know, really help them to achieve the goals in their lives as well. So what was it that motivated you to become a teacher? What were the motivations? What were the other reasons other than a good teacher?
2: The main motivation for me was that I wanted to make a change in the world. I just, I didn't want to just have a job and just make money. I wanted to follow my passion, follow my heart and be able to make even 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 um, the smallest changes in people's lives if I can help someone progress if I can help someone do better in their life if I can help someone learn a skill if I can help them communicate in a new language with different people around the world well that's pretty much it for me what about you what was your motivation Daniel
0: Uh, a lot a lot of what you said resonates with me as well Um, having that ability to be able to shape someone's life for the better and to give them, you know, uh, how can I say, give them the, the confidence and the, the motivation that they need to be successful in their life. If it's to get a new job, to move to a new country, to pass the IELTS exam, these are all very different motivations, but I think knowing that you're getting recognized for that and showing, you know, the getting the appreciation from students, that's huge and that's, that's priceless really. So yeah. That's kind of a little bit about my journey and what motivated me. So what I'd like to ask you next, Conas, is throughout your journey, what's challenged you the most? We've come from very different backgrounds. So what are some challenges that you experienced?
2: Well, as you know, every job has its own challenges. But for me, coming from Iran and growing up in Iran, and pretty much my whole experience is... Um, in Iran and in Turkey, in the Middle East, I'm a woman that has decided to, you know, uh, become a teacher, an English teacher, and just help people learn a new language. This is this has its own challenges in um, these countries, actually, for a woman, but also uh, some other challenges that I had uh, was uh, staying motivated. Sometimes um, I really found it difficult to stay motivated because of many different factors, you know, um, the long working hours, um, the pay, uh, the working condition, and everything. Also, because I am a non-native teacher, I really it is really difficult to have that you know confidence uh, to feel hundred percent sure that you are a good fit for th- for this job because you always question yourself. Well. This is not my native language. Am I going to be good enough? But, well, I always try to, you know, focus on my potential, what I can really give, instead of focusing on what I don't have and what I cannot give. So it is, we all know that it is a really tough job, but it is really interesting for us all know about you and your challenges, Daniel. Uh, being a native teacher, what challenges have you faced?
0: Yeah, even, even as a native teacher, and, you know, I, we've, again, had very different backgrounds. But for me, a lot of challenges come from you know, being an expert, because I should know the language better than some non-native teachers, not all, but some. I should know the rules of grammar, how to use certain language and vocabulary in certain contexts. And there's been times when students have come to me and they've said, why is this sentence written this way? Why is the grammar rule like this? why have we used this word and not this word? And sometimes when I was younger, I didn't always know the answers. But being honest and being reflective and saying, you know what, I'm not sure, but I'll find out, that's a really good way to overcome that challenge. Um, Another challenge that really affected me as well, kind of similar to what you said, is being able to you know, work through those tough days and those difficult days when you have lots of lessons and you have lots of demands from your students and, you know, you have pressures maybe from outside. So it's managing those things. But teaching has not only taught me to be an expert in my field, but it's also taught me to want to learn more, to want to do a master's and then do another master's and do my TESOL diploma, my DELTA, those kind of things. So I think the more you learn, the more you want to learn and the more you teach, the more you want to teach. So hopefully it's a positive Uh, reinforcement. It's a positive cycle that we can continue, definitely. So just connected to this idea of challenges, um, were there any times in your career when you struggled to keep going? Did you ever think about giving up?
2: Well, um, yeah, I also agree with all of uh, the things that you said about the challenges. I also believe that we have to take every challenge, every struggle uh, as an opportunity and use it to grow and to improve. But for me, there were times that I just sat down and I thought that, okay, this is not it for me. I have to just think about some other job because, uh it was not because I was not successful, it was because I could not see a future for myself. Because I was like, Okay, I'm a non native teacher, um i'm from iran and um i mean this is uh this goes back to the time that i was working in iran uh after like uh, six years i was like okay i'm from iran i'm non-native i don't have any certifications i cannot be globally recognized and anything so what future does this have for me and that's when um, my manager at that time uh gave me um inspiration and he actually motivated me to just um continue and carry on um maybe take on some, um, higher roles, not only teaching, but some administrative roles. And that really helped me. It was really scary for me at that time, but it really helped me to see that, okay, I can do this. I have this potential because I have this passion in my heart. So, I just carried on, but that was a time that I really thought uh, that, I mean, I I thought about it seriously that I need to give up, but I'm happy. I'm happy that I never gave up and I'm happy that I am here today. Um, It just makes me think, have you ever thought about giving up?
0: um there's been days definitely where it's crossed my mind um, but those small kind of crumbs of comfort that interaction that you have with a student or a student demonstrating something they've learned or you know personally thanking you for helping them those are the things that have kept me going throughout the last 10 years and i honestly didn't imagine 10 years ago that i would still be teaching and trying to help students and working with students uh, you know on a daily basis so there has been days when i felt like this is too much uh, especially like you said with low pay and long hours but i think the more skills that you can you can get the more qualifications you can get behind your behind your um you know behind you that's going to definitely help you Uh, the more confident you'll feel the more kind of um, you know comfortable you'll feel with your skills and knowledge as well so Definitely, there's going to be tough days for everyone. If you're just starting out or you're thinking about starting, there's going to be tough days. There's going to be difficult days. And it's always important as a teacher as well to be a learner and to always reflect and think, what can I do better? How can I improve? What went well? What didn't go well? Um, There's always a risk that if you've been teaching for a long time, you may get used to doing things a certain way and thinking this is the way that I do it. This is the way that it should work. And it can be difficult to break that, of course, but always being open-minded, always being reflective, listening to feedback and trying to improve, that's always going to help you. And those days when you do feel like giving up, you'll get that inspiration, you'll get that motivation, hopefully to continue. You'll grow stronger, you'll improve, and you'll be a better teacher as a result. So these hardships and these difficulties, they definitely will guide you and they will help you to be stronger overall. So let's try to get it back to a positive note. But um, what is it that you've loved the most throughout your journey teaching Goldness?
2: Well, the thing that I have loved the most is um, that change that I have been able to make in my students' lives. Regarding learning English and being able to use English. Uh, Whenever I was successful in helping them progress and helping them achieve their goals, I was just, you know, um, happy and excited. And I was, I I always felt that, okay, I'm doing everything right because I am getting the outcome that I want. But also, I had some days that I could not, you know, um, contribute to my students the way that I wanted to and um, that kind of sometimes disappointed me but as you said um, it is really important to be open to whatever comes your way to be open to feedback to be open to whatever is happening and then being able to reflect on it even at times that you are not able to contribute to your classroom the way you want to. There is some lesson for you there to learn. There is something for you to take from that and then use uh, to your own benefit and eventually to your students' benefit. And that is the beauty of teaching. That is the thing that I love about teaching, because you know it's not just a it's not just a job. We cannot put it into a sentence or we cannot describe it in I don't know uh, in two or three sentences. It's just a whole. Um, It's a big world that um, helps everyone grow, not only the students, but also the teachers. So what about you, Daniel? What have you loved the most in your journey?
0: Wow, I think my teaching journey has been a real journey, to take a metaphor, because my English teaching journey has taken me from the UK, which is where I was born and grew up, to South Korea. I got to travel all around Asia make real lifelong friends that I still, you know, stay in touch with to, to even now, even today, um, to make the move back to the UK to help me improve and upgrade my skills and really focus on what I want to do in the English teaching area. And then again, brought me on this journey now to Canada, where I've been for the last few years, where I've really been able to narrow my approach down to university and to really showing my expert knowledge and getting to you know, work with students from all over the world, different cultures, different backgrounds, different languages, and again, as a teacher, you learn so much. Um, and also, being able as well to teach online, it's fantastic. We're very fortunate in this field that many of us can teach online, and I think again, that's a real benefit and a real you know advantage for um, ESL teachers and English teachers who want to teach. Um, you're not just confined to the classroom; you can teach online and. All you need is a good internet connection. It doesn't always work the best, but that's always useful. Um, And obviously just knowledge and building that knowledge and and getting better. The more you do something, the easier it's going to become. So the the journey has been uh, quite long and it's been quite interesting and I've got so much out of it. So honestly, I would never have changed this for anything.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: Beautiful, beautiful, really. I, I, I totally know what you mean and I've really felt it. Um it's it's really we cannot put it into words. So um tell us about uh some important or interesting lessons that you have learned as a teacher through your career? Because, you know, um, sometimes there are some lessons that you learn by experiencing different things. And as a teacher, you just feel that, you know, uh, this is a classroom for you. It's not a classroom for students. So what have you uh, learned that is uh, valuable to you?
0: Yeah, I could, I could probably talk about hundreds of things if I if we had all day, but um, obviously we don't have as much time. So if there were two or three things that I would say I've learned um, throughout my career as a teacher, I'd probably say learning to be flexible, um, being adaptable, and being open and real. So I'll explain what each of those means. Um, first, about being adaptable, definitely. Um, situations can change all the time, and you might plan the world's best lesson, but the class is canceled or the time's changed or the students have changed or something isn't available or your technology doesn't work. So being adaptable and flexible are definitely two things I've learned the most. Having things ready, having things prepared just in case you will need them probably at some point. So always be prepared and organized um, because my first experience of um, you know, formally teaching in a real you know classroom was in South Korea where we had a short two-week orientation which helped to prepare us but after that I was taken to a school in a place I've never lived before in a culture I didn't know with a language I didn't speak and I was just pushed in a classroom and told you can teach English now and that was very very difficult and through that through the experiences, through the difficulties, through the challenges, I I got to know my students. I got to be flexible and think about what they enjoy and what's going to help them and what's going to, you know, make things easy and simple for the students. And that really helped me to be flexible and have a range of activities available for them. So that was definitely one thing that I learned. Uh, In terms of being adaptable as well, Now I have the experience um, over 10 years of teaching all ranges, all ages, you know, backgrounds. So I could teach maybe a five-year-old student and I could teach a 55-year-old student. It'll be very different. Now, because of those experiences, I'm able to do that. It doesn't mean that one is easier than the other or one is, you know, uh, more difficult than the other. It just means being flexible and adaptable, having something ready, pitching to that level. So I would say that's also a really important lesson that I've learned and then finally just being honest and being real it's really important and it can be very difficult when you first start teaching to open up and be humble and be honest and admit I made a mistake or I don't know the answer to this or um, I will try harder next time that's fine students will forgive that and they will understand that you know at the end of the day as teachers we're trying to help our students to improve we want them to be successful so as long as they can understand that and see that you definitely have a good chance of you know being a great teacher so flexible adaptable and being honest and being real i think those are the most important lessons that i learned um what about for you colness what are some of the lessons that you've learned in your teaching career so far
2: well uh, pretty much similar and all the things that you said but also for me one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned is that you have to your your first priority is your learner. So you have to put the learner in the center and you have to just use all the tools that you have, all the knowledge that you have, all the techniques, any method that you want to use, your approach and everything. Everything depends on your learner. Everything depends on the group that you are teaching. As you mentioned, um, if you want to teach uh, teach children or if you want to teach teenagers or adults in different contexts, everything will be just um, different. You are not going to do uh, you are not going to teach the same lesson to the same audience, to the same group in the same way. So it is really important to um, have uh, that knowledge uh, that learner is the most important thing. It is our first priority and we, are not just um lecturers we are not you know um we, we are not like a manager of a company for them we are there to just help them to support them uh, through their journey of learning we are there to just um like a like a father or like a mother who just helps uh, his uh, or her child to you know start learn walking and then start walking and then uh you know continue independently that is what. Uh, our role is as a teacher so um for me that was um i can say the main important thing that i learned
0: absolutely yeah we're facilitators we're kind of guardians in a way where instead of dictating and say this is what we're going to do this because i want to it's you know we're thinking as a team what do we need to achieve as a team? What's the goal? Where do we need to be? And let me give you the tools and the skills and the resources to achieve that. So yeah, absolutely. I would agree with a lot of that for sure. So obviously this podcast is all about helping ESL teachers and English teachers. So Golas, what advice or suggestions do you have for those who have recently started their teaching career or are thinking of becoming a teacher? What information could we give them to help?
2: So first of all, I would say, um, stay true to yourself and um, to your passion. If you are passionate about teaching, if you know that this is what you want to do um, in your life, um, just to stay true to yourself, don't feel pressured, don't feel disappointed, don't feel, um, you know, uh, don't feel that um, if you find it difficult at times, if you uh, face challenges or struggles, um, don't feel disappointed easily. This is Uh, something that i um experienced myself during the first years of teaching because um i had different different incidents that made me too disappointed and i was like okay should i go on should i not go on but um i can say that after about eight years i am happy that i did go on and i did continue with it so if you have that passion stay true to yourself and educate yourself. Do your studies. Learn about it. If you want to take, um, if you want to, uh, you know, take courses, training courses, get a certificate. Do it. Improve it. Don't let anything stop you uh, on your way. And if this is what you desire, go for it. And also remember that. Um, It is important to connect. It is important for us teachers. It is important to connect with other people. It is important to connect with our colleagues, our managers, other teachers all around the world and get feedback from them. The most important thing that can build a good teacher, in my opinion, is feedback, constructive feedback, Uh, whether positive or negative, whether it focuses on your weak points or your strengths, use it to your benefit and use it to help your students. And uh, well, I, I talked a lot. What about you, Daniel?
0: No, that's great. Some really useful advice and suggestions there that I think could help a lot of potential new teachers or existing teachers for sure. Um, For this, I would say if you're thinking about becoming a teacher, be confident in who you are as a person, as a teacher, because what you are selling is yourself. And what I mean by that is, your skills your experience your background your knowledge and if you can share those with a student or with a class of students and they can buy into that early on and they can agree yep this person knows what they're talking about they're knowledgeable they're experienced then it's going to be much easier for you and your class to achieve your goals now you might be a new teacher you might not have all of those skills and all of those expertise that you need and that's fine Um, but again. You know, be humble, build a good, strong relationship with your students. Make sure that you're available to answer their questions. You give them lots of opportunities to speak and ask questions and try to build an equal partnership, because if it's too much about you as a teacher and not enough about the student, they might lose their motivation or they might become a little disenfranchised. If we come in with the approach of I'm here to help you, you need to achieve this goal. We agree together to work on these things. That's going to ensure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. The student's doing what they're supposed to be doing. You're accountable to each other. And if you have that accountability, that way you should be much more successful. It can be really easy to come in and maybe look at a a textbook or to get some resources from online and think, okay, I'm going to use this with my student. It might not work for them. So getting to know your student and knowing what works well for them is going to be really valuable. So maybe you try an activity and your student says, yeah, that works great. I think this is a good way. Then you can, of course, continue that approach. However, if a student doesn't find that it works for them or they give feedback, which you know might be a little bit more negative and they might think, you know what, this doesn't really work for me. Then again, you can have that conversation. You've built that relationship. So... You can find an approach that works for that student so it's all about building that relationship working together as a team to reach that shared goal that shared outcome because if my students reach their goals as a teacher i feel great i've done my job and they achieve what they need if it's like i said passing ielts um, immigration getting a job getting into university these are all real life very important you know milestones for a student so If you can work on those together and achieve those together, it's win-win for
2: everybody. Definitely. As you said, exactly. We are a team. We are a team with our students. We have to remember that all the time, that uh, we are all working together and we are all um, growing together. We are not separated from our students. And also, uh, we are not separated from um, our peers and our colleagues and other teachers, we are all connected. This is really important to, um, have that team spirit and always, um, move with that. So we come to our final question, uh, today, um, which I'm sure our listeners are wondering to know about. Why did we start this podcast?
0: Well, you've already kind of answered the question. We want to help each other. We want to, you know, become better teachers, more effective teachers, more professional teachers. And through this podcast, we're hoping to share with you each week different strategies, different techniques different aspects of teaching that are going to help you be a more effective ESL or English teacher. Now, there are some things you might already know about, which is great. If you know about them, then we can hopefully learn a little bit more. Um, And also we want a community where we can share with each other. So if you have questions, if you want some advice or maybe you're starting teaching for the first time and you don't know where to begin, um, this is obviously a place where we can look at those questions and answer those questions. And, you know, myself and Goldness have come from very different backgrounds of teaching and we've had very different experiences. Um, so from that, we can also share two very different opinions or perspectives or ways of thinking which should hopefully help you as well um, both as a native and a non-native teacher so we're trying to include everyone you know we want everyone to be able to contribute to share to help each other and knowledge is power the more knowledge we can share with each other then hopefully the more powerful we will be as teachers both in and out of the classroom so if we do have any questions how can we send those in to get answered in the podcast goal that's
2: Yes, please feel free to send us an email to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com and be sure to include your name and where you are from so we can answer your questions in future episodes. And also remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at esltalkpodcast. We would love for you to add any comments or reviews and tell us about what you would like to learn more about and Remember, we are here for each other. We are here, teachers helping other teachers.
0: Absolutely. And please do stay tuned for the next episode. Next week, it's going to be all about flipped learning. And we have our special guest, Faye, from Learning with Faye, uh, who's going to drop in and share with us her journey, her story, and how she uses flipped learning in the classroom, uh, both in the physical classroom and in the online classroom. So stay tuned for flipped learning. We're going to take a deep dive into that next week. So in the meantime, please do feel free to send in your questions to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at ESL Talk Podcast and send those questions into esltalkpodcast ESL Talk at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more ESL teaching content.
1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.